Welcome to Shrink for the Shy Guy. This is the show for you if you are sick and tired of being held back by fear, self-doubt, social anxiety, shyness, anything that's stopping you from you being you. I'm going to share the most powerful tools and resources that I've been discovering over the last 15 years on my journey to eradicate social anxiety and instill confidence, first in myself and then in every single person that I meet on my journey. You're going to learn these tools and how to apply them in your life now so that you can become the most free, powerful, bold, authentic version of you. Hey, welcome to today's episode of the show. Today, we're going to be talking about comparisons, the killer of confidence, among other things. Unless you downwardly compare, and then you feel superior to others, and then in which case, now you might, you might have the formula for confidence. We'll discuss. Do they help? Do they hurt? And, and also, uh, you know, there's many ways that we can compare ourselves, and oftentimes they're really fast, they're mostly subconscious, and a lot of the time you might not even know what you're comparing based on. And so this episode will be very helpful in illuminating what your patterns are, how you're comparing yourself, what your metrics you're using, especially if you end up feeling inferior a lot, and then how to be more free of that. And I'm excited to be sharing this episode with my good friend and colleague, Coach Jonathan Hernandez. Woo! I'm still dancing to the music that you had in the intro because it's bomb. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how it sounded at all. (laughs) Well, before recording this, we were listening to Cole Brake's um, remake of a Kirby song. That's right. The Gourmet Race. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Anyway, we didn't, we don't have that song either. We don't have the rights to that. We don't have the Yeah. Oops. That was my own rendition of, of something for entertainment purposes only. Okay, very good. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about comparisons. So you probably, as you're listening, were comparing your singing voice to mine and feeling inferior. That's right. I'd imagine most people feel inferior. My Kirby impersonation is off the, the <laughs> yeah. hook, and yeah. you're probably like, I don't know how to do that high-pitched voice. So here's the thing about comparisons I just want to throw down. If you're at the, the, the peak of the mountain, like you and me, <laughs> <laughs> like Alex Honnold, the free climber who just climbed to the top of El Capitan. That's right. Then you want to compare yourself to other climbers and other people because you're like, yeah, I'm better than them all. Yeah. And you feel good. That guy doesn't know how to confess his love, though. So no, he's a coward. He, that, coward. Yeah. he did say I love you at the very end of the movie. Yeah, so. we'll see how that relationship yeah. goes. <laughs> In any case, uh, no, we're, we're playing around here. But the, the truth is that generally comparisons are uh, problematic because even if you end up on top in one comparison, moments later you can end up on the bottom. And usually we're not even choosing them. They're kind of just habitual and firing off. Yeah. I, I remember feeling like that person's better than me or why does that one person seem to have things put together? But I never thought of what it is. I just would say that out loud and then my mind would be, would be like, yep, he's better. Mm-hmm. There's no there's like no detail that I'm telling myself like, oh, is it because of this? Is it because of status? Is he just articulate? You know? Yeah. It feels really fast, like yeah. very subconscious, very fast, very automatic, and very uh, primal and tribal. It's like this quick assessment of, uh, you know, like primates and other animals will, will quickly assess pack hierarchy. And they're doing it by all kinds of me- metrics and markers, like the size and the physique and how they carry themselves and all this stuff. And, and then sure enough, like they'll instantly fall into 
a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And I think we're doing that as well. And that's why it happens so fast where you're just like, oh, I'm less. I'm less than that one. That one's higher than me in terms of worth and status and hierarchy and power and, and hair. hair. He has <laughs> hair. I <laughs> don't. Mighty mating desirability and stuff. Yeah. So I think uh, that's why it can occur so quickly. And it's, it's why it's so important to bring conscious attention and focus to it, like listening to this episode and thinking about it will, because then you can start to become more free of it, which yeah. is one of the cool gifts of being a human is like we do have this pack hierarchy and status, but we can, we can radically shift that because we're shifting between groups all the time. Uh, we can quickly change our behavior and model other things. Whereas like a, you know, a wolf that's low on the pack status hierarchy, if it's like, it's like, no alpha, today's my day, it would just get like murdered. And be done. So it also feels like, oh, I don't want to like change my group. Like I don't want to surround myself with losers and and like naysayers just so that I could be at the top. Yeah, because that doesn't feel fulfilling. No, but there's either. some there's some way out because I feel like I've noticed a a radical reduction in comparison in my life in like the last five years, and. What I found is the more that I grow into the person that I want to be, the less I compare myself. It's like when I feel deficient in a certain area, then I compare up and feel Mm. inadequate. But then when I've grown in that area to a certain level, maybe not as good as those people, but I've grown a lot then there's, I don't feel that as much. So I noticed this in all kinds of things. Um, used to constantly compare myself physically and athletically to people. Like, oh, they're better than me. Oh, they're better than me. And then I consistently worked on my own athletic abilities and physical abilities for the last two years now. And I just don't compare nearly as much. Mm. Even though, I, yeah, I'm seeing people all the time that are doing more, faster, better. There's no sense of inadequacy. So that's where I think, you know, the same thing in business too. Like I remember when I was earlier in my creating this business, I'd be interacting with people who have successful coaching business, teaching business, book authors. And they'd be like, oh, how big is their following? And oh man, their business earns 5 million a year. Like what the, oh geez. I'm, and I, it, it, those um, discernments, the comparisons of they earn X or whatever would instantly be paired with a feeling of shame and inferiority. Mm-hmm. And as time has gone on, I don't feel that. And I think about the same people, like one of my mentors, you know, at the time his business was five million. It might even be more now. Uh, and I don't earn that at all. This business doesn't generate that, but I don't feel inferior. Yeah. There's a sense of like you coming into your own uh, like identity or mm. what you strive for, what matters to you. Mm. And there's uh, like a discipline and a practice that you're doing to create that. Whereas I think if somebody was starting out, or like I would, I started my workout program like last year and I too felt inferior to some people at the gym. But then after a year went by, I was like, no, I belong here. Like I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But so there's that. Like, even though you were still, even though compared- you look at me, I'm like small and wiry. <laughs> so, you, so you would still look at, you, you could still say, okay, that person's still objectively stronger, or bigger than I am. But I felt because I was building my routine and like, I know like I'm in the process of strengthening my body yeah like i felt like i'm supposed to be here mm-hmm. uh and i mm. think like with others who are doing that comparison it may be like they're starting off in their journey of being aware of their anxiety and then they're like well that, that person seems so put together 
and they're not thinking about the progress that they're making within their within their own lives. Mm-hmm. Well, so is there a way out of that? Because it's like what we're saying here is like, well, if you just consistently work on whatever thing that you're you're feeling inferior in, if you just actively worked on that for like a year, then maybe that feeling would go away. Yeah, and it's a maybe. It's a maybe. Yeah, because there's true. I mean, there's people that are extremely successful at something and constantly feel inferior. You know, I, I know a lot of people that earn a lot of money who compare up and then feel poor. Yeah. Yeah, there's an interesting, uh, this was from the uh, book, uh, Holden is his name, Robert Holden maybe, who wrote a book called Be Happy, the British fella. But he, um, fellow, he's like a <laughs> PhD, <laughs> British fella. He's a fella, some guy. Know. Anyway. Uh, he's selling newspapers. <laughs> hey, I, I'm going to write a book on being happy. <laughs> Step one, be happy. No, yeah. so, done. <laughs> he, uh, it's a fascinating book, really a deep dive. He, he, know, he knows the topic well, but in it, he's citing some research where they ask people like, what percentage of people are rich? And this was some, this is in the UK, some poll and people said, you know, um, then they aggregated all the data and the, the total number, the average was 21%. Mm. So 21% of people are rich. And they also interviewed people and asked them, do you consider yourself rich? And so if based upon that, the first study, about one in five, about 20% of people should say, yeah, I'm rich. I'm one of those people. Guess how many people said they were rich, identified as that? Less than that. Less than 1%. Whoa! Which is crazy because all of those people who are rich are don't see themselves don't as see rich. Don't see themselves, yeah. And then there's another one where was, this was in the United States. 70, uh, four out of, 40%, four out of 10 people who earned a salary of seventy-five to hundred thousand a year, said, "I don't have enough money to get everything I need." Mm. And notice the language there: need. Need. It's not even want. Yeah. It's like I need. I need a TV that's bigger than my <laughs> wall. <laughs> you know. And so I think we're in this. So so it's possible to be to be rich or to be strong or have it all together or be confident or whatever, and be consistently feeling inadequate by comparing up. Yeah, there's like a healthy um, way of wanting it too, right? Like mm-hmm. I know where I'm at and where I want to be. Like so I have these goals in line and these mile markers of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that since I've been working on my growth since like 2015, I was heavy in the comparison game. And there was an episode that you had where it's like note the times that you're comparing yourself to others. Mm-hmm. And I did that for a week. And... Um, you did the you did the homework. I did the homework. Nice. Yeah, I was level five commitment, baby. Yeah, um, and that's why you are where you are today. Yeah, and I don't find myself comparing myself to others. Um, I'm trying to. I'm reflecting to say if I could say that honestly, and it, I really haven't had a moment to where I felt like I need to compare myself to somebody um, regarding like status or things. I've had. Mem- like feelings of like, oh man, I should be, but it's like not registering with me. Yeah. Um, I live in New York and so like it's heavy and materialistic. And I notice that in the environment that you're in, it's like, oh, I do need to be, mm-hmm. if I want to play this game, like mm-hmm. I need to be this. Um, but then I'd come home and then I'd kind of like let it all go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can get, it's very easy to get swept up in the environment. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, I go to this business summit once a year where these people are there do run very successful businesses and I have the smallest business of the group probably. 
And I, you know, a couple, it's like three days. And by the middle of the second day, I'm like, I need to, I need to somehow triple the size of my business in a week. You know, it's like, and I'm then like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, and I think that's the key is if we do get swept up is coming back to center and coming back to self. Yeah. But I think what's behind what's driving all those comparisons is like, I'm inadequate right yeah, now. Right I'm, now. Yeah. yeah. And it goes way beyond. It's like, because it's like X equals Y. If I am shorter than that person or poorer that person, or more anxious than that person looks, whatever the metric is, I am Y equals Y. That equals Y. And Y in this case is bad, wrong, unlovable. It's like this kind of all or nothing kind of thing. Yeah. And it's not – it, um, the problem is the comparison is an inevitable and natural thing. Like, oh, my shirt is darker than your shirt. I am taller than you. Like you know, these, we're about the same size. <laughs> Zayn, my son, says that I'm taller. He likes to put me. And people come to the house. He's like, stand back to back with my dad. And then we'll stand yeah. back to back, and he'll say he was taller. And he always says me, which is funny because he was, Matt was over the other day, and he was doing that with Matt. And like Matt and I, and I had shoes on too, and Matt didn't. And I was standing back to back, and he's like, he's like, who's taller? And he's like. Dada. Yeah. And then I'm like, I put my hand back there on top of my head. I'm like, I'm like, I feel Matt's <laughs> the side of Matt's head. Like he's taller than me. <laughs> so, it's bias. Anyway. He's also got a interesting perspective because he's shorter. That's right. He's so looking he's up. looking up. Well, anyway, my mom says I'm the most <laughs> handsome guy. That's in, true. In the world. You are though. That is, that's <laughs> undeniable. But so we're constantly comparing and we can't stop ourselves from doing that. I think that's just a natural thing. Is that more or less, bigger, better, better. But it unplugging that from the, the, you're therefore your value as a human part of the equation. So it's like that person makes more money than I do. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. And you can just acknowledge that. And then there's no, but so I think behind that is this, like the, the demands we have for ourselves in order to be a good person. I have to earn X amount of money mm-hmm. in order to be lovable. I have to be, you know, I have to have X amount of hair or this size of muscle or this thin of, you know, my thighs cannot touch or whatever mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. metrics yeah. are. And so I think what people don't do is what you did is they don't slow down and say, well, what is the thing? What is the exact reason why I'm unlovable or bad or inferior? Because if they do that, they'll start to find the the uh, the code, basically. It's like the underlying rule book, playbook, because it's just a list. It's like a it's like an algorithm. It's a sequence of rules. Like if you have this then you're worthy. If you don't, you're not. And we all have it. It's, it was passed down from our parents to us typically. And so it's of great value to look at, well, how much do I need to earn? And how much? How do I need to look? And these things are actually uh, independent of the, of, the, of the comparisons that you're doing. The comparisons are just reflecting that. Mm-hmm. So that would be a great question to ask yourself. Is like, In fact, right now, if you're listening, think about what is like one person you tend to compare yourself to? Or maybe it's strangers. Like what's the thing you're comparing yourself on? We were talking about different clients that we interact with and work with. Mm-hmm. And like what was your sense? Maybe just pick client at random. Like what, what do they tend to compare themselves on? Like uh, whoever the person – it seems like there's a presentation or they're in a group. Yeah. And they're like this center of attention. They're articulate. They uh they seem to have like um 
jokes coming flying left and right out yeah. of their mouths. Everybody wants to high five them. I know. I know what it's like. Yeah. It's just everywhere I go, that's how it is. People wanting to high five me. They just want to high five you. (laughs) You're Aziz. (laughs) Who? We did this exercise in Portland, and you and I were both standing like in sequence to do high fives. I didn't get the high five, and you got the high five. I'm telling you. I, you know, man. People are just drawn to my, my hand. Yeah. No, so, but that's. There's so much going on there in that one comparison. I think everyone can relate to this, comparing to the, quote, life of the party yeah. and feeling inferior. And the question would be, though, okay, is that really how you want to be? Or what about this? Let's say at that same party, you were there with, like, three of your best friends, and you just, you love these people and you, and they love you. And you guys like, you know, hung out together before and then you show up to this party and you're, you know, you know, you might be mingling and stuff, but you're also kind of coming back and checking in with each other and you're connecting and having a great time. And, you know, later on, you're going to go to the diner afterwards and just hang out yeah. for hours and you love these people and they know you deep down. Like it's not just superficial friendships. Like they know what's going on in your life. They've known you for years and they love you. Like, would you really in that moment feel all that inferiority in that situation? No. It doesn't seem like you would, right? I don't right? think you would, yeah. It's like, so what's happening is like there's this sense of like, I want connection. I'm lonely right now. Yeah. I'm at this party and I don't really know anyone and, or maybe I do, but only peripherally. And I, what I want is deep connection right now. Oh man, look at that person over there. I bet they feel really connected. You know, that's mm-hmm. what, that's how I need to be in order to be connected. I need to talk more and be funnier and make jokes. And but the great irony is that person might feel not connected at all. Yeah, that's, might, that's exactly right. Yeah. They might be super extroverted, so it just comes naturally to them. But it's a performance. And if you ask them afterwards, they might say, I feel like empty inside. Mm-hmm. Or they're like drinking or doing drugs that night to try yeah. to fill the void inside. Or the party's over and they're like, now what? They, yeah. They don't really have like, like that was their moment. Right. Now it's gone. But there isn't that maybe lasting sense of connection. Right. Yeah. So I, I really think that what can be helpful is when we were doing the comparison is look at what is the underlying rule here of how I'm supposed to be in order to be worthy or lovable. And what is it that I'm, what is it that I want right now? What is it that I'm aching for? What do I really need? And if you take the comparisons, they're so, most of them are so, they're not what we really need. Like I want more money. I need to have as much money as that. I need to no even more intangible. I need to have as much, like status and success as that person. Mm-hmm. It goes mm-hmm. beyond money, right? It goes beyond money, yeah. It's like their they're following and they're, how well they're, whatever they put out there is received Yeah, how easily things come to them. Right, right. It's like, I need all of that. And it's like, okay, but what do I really need? What is it I'm really wanting? And if we inquire into that, it's probably not just more of those things because there's tons of research on this. Like every single one of those things the more people get of that, that does not lead to more fulfillment, mm-hmm. more happiness. I mean, more money does not beyond a certain base level. Right. So what is it that they really need? Well, in the case of like the looking at someone's success and stuff, maybe it's they see, you know, you want more of a sense of meaning or purpose or you want a sense of more um, of your efforts going well or being well received or being accepted for what you put out there. I mean, I don't know. I'm just brainstorming ideas but i know it goes way deeper yeah what what about the people who are like man there's just a sense of like calm uh 
like pizzazz. There's a personality there, and and to like if I'm comparing myself, like they see this individual who seems just really well grounded and like confident and, and within themselves. Even even if they don't, you mm-hmm, know, because like mm-hmm. yeah, but like there's but they this, could be, That's but they could they be, are. yeah. yeah. Um, let me just look at us. Uh, but but like <laughs> top of the mountain. They, <laughs> but if they like a person is like aspires to be like that i think like for me i think that's okay like i aspire to be articulate Mm -hmm. what do i need to do to have that sense of strength with that skill set well that question reveals a growth mindset yeah what do i need to do in order to be more like that and i think that a lot of the reasons that the comparisons cause pain is because it's like oh they're better than me in the way that i you know should be in order to get love and whatever else i want and I could never do that. Mm-hmm. It's a fixed mindset. Like, well, this is my personality. And a lot of people have a fixed mindset around personality and, and how we are on a daily basis in the world, how well, we can talk to people, our, our uh, em- general emotional state. This is just how I'm a depressed person. I'm mm-hmm. an anxious person. He's a happy person. She's an outgoing person. And we, and we fix people into those things. But um, all of that stuff is so much more fluid than we realize. And so well, your question of, well, how, how do I do that? Or what, what are they doing mm-hmm. to do that? And so if you look at someone who seems really solid or grounded, and they, there's like this a calmness to them, but you know, not uh, slow or lethargic, but they're there and they could be dynamic, but they're, they're not uh, as seemingly shaken or nerve-wracked as you there is a series of things that they have done and probably consistently do. Mm. And nowhere has this become more apparent than people who, uh, there's tons of stories at this point of people who become regular meditators. And their story always follows this formula. I was a mess in a basket case and blah, blah, blah. And then I meditated every day for whatever, three years or five years or something. And then you see them, they're just way more there. And the same thing with someone who's like, I was, you know, overweight and out of shape and blah, blah, blah. And then I started eating healthy and working out every day and look at me now. Yeah. Right? And so we see these things in others, but somehow we return to this fixed mindset in ourselves. And I actually did an episode about this not too long ago. I think it's, um, that is really just about fear of doing whatever the practice, whatever the uncomfortable stuff is. Mm. Because if you feel like I'm a shy person, I'm an anxious person, in order to be the one who could be more outgoing at a party, you have to like work through that story and practice. Right. And that's, well, that's scary. Yeah. I'll just stay fixed and with my inferiority blanket on. It's easier to judge. Yeah. Yeah. Judge them, judge myself. Um, but, you know, easy doesn't mean, easy does not lead to extraordinary. Right. Or, or happy. Or happy yeah. or fulfilled. Um, but I think, and this ties back to what we were talking about earlier, is like, oh, as you work on it with a growth mindset over a period of time, and maybe it's faster than a year, even several months, but maybe a year, you, because you see, oh, I'm moving forward on the trajectory towards what I want. And maybe my thing will be exactly what they got, but maybe not. But that's cool because I'm doing my thing and you're in motion. And I think when we're in motion, we feel good. Mm-hmm. And so in a way, those comparisons might actually be not all like bad misfirings of your nervous system in your mind. They might actually be these like cattle prods yeah. that are trying to say, hey, get out of the fixed mindset and go do some stuff. Right. Yeah. Get out of that easy. 
Yeah. And, and yeah, push yourself. And get uncomfortable. Yeah. Get up, get to the top of that mountain. That's right. And then look down upon <laughs> others. Yeah. <laughs> and then compare, uh, but on beneath them. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's let's discover uh, how we can put this into practice. Time for action. 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 Time for action. So your action step. Action step for today. Do you got one? I can come up with one, but we'll see if you have one to burn inside of you. You have that look in your eye. No, that's just how I look. That's just fine. <laughs> determination. Just have, yeah, I just have pure, that's how I do it. Um, well, I, I think, you know, bringing back the... I like the noticing part. I think yeah. what really shifted for me was noticing when I'm comparing. Yeah. I think if you've done it in a previous podcast, I People think don't listen still, that long ago. They don't it listen back even. in 2015. And they certainly don't do all the action. <laughs> oh, Except for this yeah. one. This one, you got to do Everyone it. Everyone listening is doing this one, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's that. I, I think having, you know, gauging, n- just notice when you are making those comparisons. Yeah. And, and not just like, oh, I'm comparing myself, but like what? Yeah. What is it? What? And then if you, you know, just this episode will start to deepen your reflection on that. What, do I, what is it that I think I need? What's lacking? And um, do I think that what's lacking is fixed? Mm-hmm. Or can I change that? And the cool thing, this is the, the ray of hope in all this, is that it's not like, oh, man, that means I have to have a growth mindset and work on every single thing in my life. It's what I've found is, as you've grown in some basic core ways, then there's this stable foundation of self-esteem. So it's like, oh yeah, I can have good relationships with people. I can talk to others. I can pursue a vocation that's of interest to me. I can take care of my health. Those are some big ones for me. Yeah. So I have those. Then when I see someone who's like a master guitarist or something, I mean, that used to trigger a ton of inferiority to me because it was like, well, I play the guitar and I'm not that good. And so I suck. Yeah. Or I need to practice like crazy so there was a growth mindset but it was like this obsessive i'm going to get my self-worth from that but then when i got more of a stable foundation of self-esteem and really liking who i am and trusting yourself that you you can get things done yeah then it was like okay cool there's so many things in this world i'm not going to do them all great yeah and that's okay i don't that could be that person's thing and and so Mm -hmm. the uh the bright side of this is that with this growth even for a relatively short period of time when you've done it, it can stabilize your self-esteem. So a lot of the comparisons just fade away. Mm-hmm. And then it's so much more relieving. Mm-hmm. And then it might happen now and then. I think that happens for us both. We talk about it here and there. It's like, yeah, it comes up. It's part of being human, but it doesn't like dominate your consciousness. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't make me like feel that I'm bad or wrong for having these feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it opens up my f- ability to be like, I want to learn some, like, it just, like, the floodgates are open with knowledge and things that I'm actually interested in, hmm. and I don't have to be conforming to, like, the rat race of chasing, getting materials. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to learn this because I trust myself that I'm going to learn and I'm going to get shit done. Mm. Yeah, so it's more life on your terms. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Good. Awesome. Well, thanks for being with me today, Jonathan. Always a pleasure. Sharing with us, and until we speak again, may you have the courage to be who you are. It's a no on a deep level that you're awesome. Thanks for listening to Shrink for the Shy Guy with Dr. Aziz. If you know anyone who can benefit from what you've just heard, please let them know and send them a link to shrinkfortheshyguy.com. For free blogs, ebooks, and training videos related to overcoming shyness and increasing confidence, 
go to socialconfidencecenter.com.